Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Then there came again and touched me, one like the appearance of a man. And he strengthened me and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Daniel chapter 10, verse 18 and 19. Let's face it, my friend, there is a war on for the souls of men, and we all get weary along the way. Yet I find the most wearying of actions is the fight to find the strength to continue the fight. It is a downward spiral of exertion that leads to exhaustion, chaos, confusion, discouragement, and eventually failure. The problem comes when we look for strength in ourselves, for wisdom in our understanding, and for answers in our abilities. It is a laboring search that yields unfruitful results that serve only to confuse and weary us further. The funny thing is that those we consider the greatest among us, such as the patriarchs of Scripture, never did this. Instead, they broke down before God, acknowledged their frailty, their weakness, their inabilities, their exhaustion, and their lack of understanding. And God strengthened them. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4, we read this, But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Verse 7, And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drank and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. O oh Lord, you are my strength and my song. An ever-present help in time of trouble and of need. Let us come to you daily and ask for the graces that we need. Because when we try to figure things out ourselves, to work things out ourselves, to walk things out ourselves, we will inevitably and assuredly fail for our strength, understanding, and power is very limited. However, the God in whom we serve is all-seeing, all-knowing, omnipotent, omnipresent, and all-powerful. What is impossible for men is possible for him. 
It's just that sometimes we have to come to the end of ourselves, the end of our own strength, wisdom, power, and understanding before we finally humble ourselves and just ask him. Yet when we do this, we are refreshed and reminded that he is God and we are not. And that with God, all things are possible. For he is stronger, smarter, and more able than we could ever hope to be. However, we will never fully be able to see his great strength until we first are able to see our weaknesses and inability. This is why his strength is made perfect in our weakness. For only when we stop trusting in our own power, plans, and precepts can we truly start trusting in his. Therefore, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Rejoice in a tribulation rather than fretting over it and ask him to lead, guide, correct, direct, strengthen, empower, and protect you through it. And I assure you that he will. Remember that man's weakest hour is God's hour of power. Because as we read in James chapter 4, verse 6, He giveth more grace, wherefore he saith that God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 17, it says, But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength. Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh he findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Where is your strength, my friend? Are you petitioning heaven? Psalms chapter 103 verse 13 says, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame and remembereth that we are but dust. My friend, his grace is sufficient. It is all that we need. It is more than we need. We need only to come to him with our petitions, with all faith and assurance that he will deliver when we ask him in selflessness, in humility, from a place of true necessity to bring him glory and not to consume it upon our own lust, but to better reflect his character and make him more real to the masses in order to tend to the least among us. There is no resource he will not give us. He poured out the greatest treasure that heaven had for us. Is there anything that he will withhold? But he won't trust you with the greater things of the kingdom until that he sees that you have first become dead to the things of flesh, that you've crucified your ambition fear, and selfishness. That you're willing to glorify and magnify him and his ability to simply be a student at his feet like Mary. And stop putting your faith in all of your laboring and doing and vain imaginations like Martha did. Oh yes, the Lord will send you on missions, but he'll send you in the strength and power of the anointing. And when he does that, it will not be grievous. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, we read this, the words of Paul, and he's speaking of the Lord after Paul had prayed for the Lord to intervene for him on something. He says that the reply from the Lord was, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, Paul says, Will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me? Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, and in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. In other words, the more I need Christ, the more clearly and miraculously and magnificently does he come through for me. That not only I, but those around me can see the reality of his glory and his goodness. The more I am in need, the more he supplies and I get a testimony of the miraculous kindness of my God. The less educated I am, the more glory is given to the great I am who releases all revelation. That as it says about the disciples when they began preaching with power, it says that the Pharisees, all of those men of high degree looked upon them and said that they knew that they were unlearned and ignorant men, yet they spoke with such power and boldness that they knew that they must have been with Jesus. He is more glorified in our infirmity and and weakness than in our strength. So stop boasting about your ability and be grateful for the impossibility of the task that he has placed before you and ask him to do it through the miraculous. Where's your faith at? Oh Lord, strengthen our faith today, not our physical frame. Matthew chapter 19 verse 26 says, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Oh Lord, we are asking for you to strengthen our faith much more than our physical frame, that the faith of a generation might be strengthened by the pure, powerful, impossible presence and manifestation of the anointing of God. Psalms chapter 28 verse 6 says, Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song I will praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Lord, we do not put our hope in horses. We do not put our trust in chariots. We do not put our faith in money. We do not need networks or organizations. We need the anointing of the Holy One of Israel who comes with all the power, authority, and resources of heaven, to whom every knee must bow in things that were, that are, and that are to come, in things in the earth, above the earth, and beneath the earth. You have dominion and power above every principality. Everything was created by you and for you. O oh Lord, let all that is declare the majesty of your goodness. And we are asking for you to strengthen the faith of this generation, 
not with new programs, not with new buildings, not with all the hype and glory that man's imagination can muster, but by the touch of the Creator. Lord, you do not change, but everything you touch does because you are real fire. Oh, we will put our faith in you and you alone. For you, Lord, are our strength and salvation, our provider, our savior, our redeemer, and our good shepherd. You will not leave us wanting. When we lift a cry and ask, you come running. There is none more faithful and there is none more able. Lord, we put our hope in you with expectation for that good end that you have promised. That the things that you allow to come upon us, they are for our good and not to harm us. You are the saving grace and the strength of your anointed. And if we are appointed for such a time as this, then surely you will equip us with the strength that is needed to not only endure it, but to prosper in the midst of it. Lord, let us pray today the prayer that David prayed, not for a smoother path, Lord, but for the right feet to dance upon impossibilities after all is anything too hard for our king no lord i'm asking for miraculous marvelous impossible glorious unexplainable inexplicable unmatchable unfathomable works of your own hand to be done in this generation and i'm asking you today to strengthen us with the faith to stand, to be used to perform them, and to speak forth your truth before them, that you be glorified in our weakness. O Lord, you are our strength, and what a mighty strength it is. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.